Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. A penalty back and at the mark, a penalty to New Zealand. Well, the All Blacks uh, took the quick kick. Donaldson ran across to his left. The Springboks hadn't gone back to 10 metres, so the uh, indirect free kick was turned into a penalty, which uh, was on the right side of the field. They brought up Alan Houston to take it. It's on his side of the field. He can draw it in. The wind is blowing almost straight down uh, the uh, almost the runway to him. He can just push it straight into the wind. It shouldn't be bothered at all by the wind. There it is there. You can see coming right off the top of the scoreboard. The flag there. Yes, the referee's added on about five minutes of extra time. Now, that could be because of the time clearing away obstacles off the pitch, the flower bombs. So five minutes into injury time, Alan Houston has a chance to win the series for New Zealand. It was 40 years to the day yesterday that Alan Houston kicked that very famous goal for the All Blacks to beat the Springboks 25-22 in what was dubbed the flower, be- flower bomb test at Eden Park. Uh, Alan Houston joins us uh, right now. Uh, Huey, good morning to you. 40 years ago, mate. I'll bet you can still remember it pretty vividly, though. Yes, Muddy. Yeah, good morning. I'm just actually looking at a photo of the ball going between the posts as we speak. Still keeps going <laughs> over. <laughs> what do you uh, what do you recall about that? I mean, uh, it was Graham Thorne in commentary there with uh, with Keith Quinn. Uh, did he sum up the con- conditions pretty well? I think so. Yeah, it's uh, as you say, it's forty years ago. Uh, um, it was a little, wee bit of uh, wee bit of wind involved, but uh, uh, it's uh, it was a um, it was a funny old day the, uh, with the flower bombs uh, raining from the sky, etc. and um, uh, yeah, it's just uh, uh, it's, a, it's a great memory, I suppose, to have. But um, whether we should have been playing the game or not, that's another story, isn't it? Well, it is. Uh, we'll get to that shortly. I, I just I can't let the kick go by that quickly, though, because you get called up. Uh, no kicking tees back in those days, of course. Um, you know, you just have to make the mark and get the ball to balance on the ground yourself. What were your thoughts? Uh, were you able to switch off the importance of the kick and just get on with technique, or or you know, we're, we're sort of dealing with that as well. 
I was actually quite uh, positive, which uh, which is unusual for me. I, I thought, yeah, it has to go over. So there was there was nothing else in my mind, just the kick, which uh, which was great. You know, you, you're just focusing on that, that that one kick, and nothing else was happening around me. So for that moment, um, my mind was just on the kick, which was great. That's, you know, that's how it has to be. Um, and everything else after that was um, was emotion, as, uh, as as I remember. And so it's um, yeah, I was pretty positive that I was going to get it. So that was that was a good start. Well, back in those days, of course, uh, Huey, um, beating the Springboks was perhaps uh, the ultimate. I suppose the Bledisloe Cup was very important, but there were no World Cups. So to, to beat the Springboks in that manner was, I guess, a career highlight? Yeah, it had to be. It's, uh, you know, with the, uh, with the way the country was and the bizarre nature of that particular test um, and having come from uh, hiding in Wellington, um, yeah, it's, it was probably... Uh, uh, as important a game as you'd ever want, really. We really needed to win that just because uh, of all the pressure that the, the country was under uh, off the park. Uh, we really need to have something to, uh, to cheer about on the park. So to, to win that well, we was, had, uh, was pretty special here. Yeah. We had Stewie, Stu Wilson, on quite some time ago, and he recollected some side of it that I hadn't. I uh, hadn't realised before about you know, how his wife at the time, Robin, was it was actually on the front line of the protest, and he was dealing with playing and the protesting aspect of it. And uh, he said at that point um, that if they had the chance again, that squad of All Blacks had that chance again, they probably wouldn't play. Uh, would you agree with that? Yeah, my uh, my wife was against the tour as well, so she didn't go to any of the game. She just uh, had her protest at home. Uh so yeah, split families, split uh, families, um, you know, husband and wives, and, 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 and mothers and fathers, etc. Down the middle, so you don't really want to go through that uh, if you don't have to. And I think just the, the country in general, as it, you know, it's easy in hindsight to say, but I don't think many of the guys would have played. Um, it's hard to, hard to tell, you know, when you when you grow up just wanting to be an All Black and play, you know, uh, every test you possibly can. It's uh, it's a bit of a tug, really, so to, to say you wouldn't play. So. It's hard to know. It's hard to know. But you know, if you if you had the time again, I'd probably Stu would probably be right. We'd, we'd, most would probably not play. Well, you come from a, a very much a sporting family. Uh, you also uh, in Patoni, of course, one of the proudest uh, rugby clubs in the whole country. Um, did you cop? I won't say much abuse, but what was the feeling around that aspect? You mentioned your wife was against the tour, but what about you know your mates, your rugby playing buddies, as such? Yeah, yeah, I had a, had a, a real good mate I played first fifteen with. He uh, he was dead against the tour, and he was he, you know, he, he was outspoken about it. Um, and someone knocked him over in the workman's club in the toilet for his uh, for his views. So that sort of uh, displayed the uh, the emotions that were going on between both parties. Uh, yeah, but Tony, we had toured South Africa in '74 as a club, and um, uh, we were probably one of the first club teams to do that. Um, so we uh, we uh, most most guys were probably for the tour, although we did have two or three guys that wouldn't wouldn't tour in '74 as well. So it um, yeah, it splits splits clubs, splits families, and split the country. So uh, not too much not too much worries. I, I remember the the game at the park, Athlete Park. I, I came home on the Friday afternoon, and his mate of mine lived around the corner, and he had uh, four of the spring well, three of the Springbok reserves staying with him. So that was uh, a unique occasion as well. He got caught him to have a cup of coffee and, and left pretty quickly after that. <laughs> uh, what about that that afternoon? I mean, you know, you, you're at the back, so 
I guess, you know, you, you've got a perspective of what's going on around the ground that maybe the guys in the tight ha, have not perhaps got. So you, you can see this plane, you can see these fly, these, these flare fires and things, that, you know, around the ground. Um, what, what were you thinking at, at that moment when this damn plane was diving low and you could see these things coming out of it? Yeah, well, Bernie and Shu and I were at the back there and, you know, the forwards are there, their head down and not noticing too much more than what they were doing, so... But we could see the plane coming in, and you could, you know, we were ducking every time the damn thing came came under underneath the, the top of the grandstand. And uh, yeah, we we were sort of one eye on the plane, one eye on the, the flower bombs, and one eye on the game. So it sort of it was uh, it was bizarre, really, to be quite honest. And then uh, when Gary Gary Knight actually got hit with the flower bomb, I think Christ, it was him and not me. But um, you know that sort of brought it home a bit. And, uh, there was some talk of pulling calling the game off by the ref at that stage. But both captains wanted to carry on and get the get the job done. Mm. Uh, look, let's um, revert to uh, from there to today because I, I know you're still a, a very avid sports watcher. You follow your cricket. You follow um, most sports, I would imagine. The All Blacks played last night, and at the moment they're trying to sort of settle on a back three. Tell us about your back three uh, with with Stu and Bernie. That Wellington connection. There was almost like a sixth sense uh, amongst you three. Yeah, we uh, we sort of probably complemented each other in, in, a, in a roundabout way. Uh, Bernie was um, a fantastic runner and, and quick on his feet and, and aggressive. Uh, she was a, quite a quite a big fellow for the times and ran great lines and uh, was a great talker and communicator. And uh, so we we yeah, we, I suppose we did have a bit of a uh, bit of a combination there. It was just automatic. Really, we, we were all pretty keen to move the ball at most times, most opportunities. And, uh, yeah, it was probably a sixth sense between the thrills. You look at the game of rugby now, I suppose, with the experiences you had in the back. How do, how do you see the game? Is it too stop-starty? Is there too many regulations in it? I mean, I'm told that the, that test match yesterday went for over two hours. Over two hours the players were out there on the field. What, what's, what's missing or what isn't missing? Well, there's a lot of things missing. Money don't start. I don't think we've got that long for the show. But um, for rugby in general, if, if we take away from the, the top stuff, uh, rugby's declining around uh, around New Zealand, and uh, you know, there's not many kids playing at secondary school. Primary school kids are great. You know that, that, that still numbers are growing there. Secondary school is hardly anyone playing the game, and uh, when they watch, or if they do watch. At age, watch a, watch a test match like that. You know, there's um, there's so many bizarre rules and interpretations of rules, and you, know, you can't jump in the air and touch a guy. You, you know, the Geordie Barrett thing a, a week or two ago was you know, bizarre as far as I, I was concerned. And guys ducking into tackles, they get hit in the head because the arms down low and getting sent off for ten minutes. All this sort of stuff. The, the backs are all offside. There's never, I don't think there is an offside line anymore. The guys coming in getting pinned and. Um, and rucks from the side and getting smacked with shoulders and you know this it's a, it's a brutal game and I don't think it's doing much good for rugby uh, in New Zealand or rugby around the world really it's um, at, at the lower level it's just sort of it's a brutal game and it's stop start it's more like league and sometimes uh, and then you go and watch the Aussie South African game and they kick the shit out of it for bloody twenty or twenty five minutes and uh, no one was going to have a game a, a game at all. At one stage, I thought they were going to have a kicking back, forcing back. So, you know, so there's a lot of lot of things wrong in my in my view. I, don't, I think the world rugby have got to look at the game uh, completely. Uh, so we can get some kids playing at secondary schools and going into the clubs after that. 
Um, they leave the professionals to knock themselves around if they want to do that. But uh, for the sake of the game, we're going to have to do something somewhere along the line. Yui, um, have we got our 15? Who is our best 15? There's uh, two or three candidates, Geordie Barrett, of course, Damien McKenzie, uh, even Will Jordan. Harvili likes to play fullback. We know that. He's a good 12 at the moment. What do you think of our fullback stocks, and who would you go for? Yeah, the stocks are pretty good, aren't they? We can play anyone there at, uh, at any stage. But, uh, you know, I'm a bit of a fan of Geordie Barrett. You know, the size he's got in the way, the South Africans and the Argies and the Aussies kick the ball. Um, you feel pretty secure when he's back there at six foot five, taking the up and under. Will Jordan looks a great prospect. You know, Seve Reese has played well. George Butch had a good game yesterday. So, you know, Ricky Ione on the, on the wing or centre. Now, the stocks are pretty good, um, but at the moment I'd be you know, McKenzie off the bench and uh, Geordie at fullback would be my uh, my go-to. Alan Houston, before we let you go, what do you? I mean, you're the kind of guy. I mean, you're always fit. You're, I always look at Alan Houston and, and I take ten years off your age because that's how fit and young you've always looked. Uh, what do you What do you do to now to keep um, to get busy? I, I would imagine there's still a competitive edge in you. Is it, is it golf? Is it bowls or something you like? Yeah, we're uh, we've we've got a little group of golfers, um, pretty much the same as you, I would imagine. We call ourselves the the Tony Putters. A lot of old uh, rugby and getting older by the minute rugby players, you know, the Twig Sars and uh, Frank Walkers and Richard Whittingtons and all those sort of guys uh, play every Saturday, and we're pretty competitive. A bit of money uh, changes hands on a Saturday afternoon, and a couple of shivers afterwards, just to just to replenish the the, uh, the liquids, the fluids in the body. Uh, so that's probably me and a, a little bit of walking around the place. I'm, I throw a copy of paper and, and uh, furniture around during the during the day for the week with the Houston Office Products Depot, which we're still operating. And um, so, yeah, keeping reasonably fit. And don't, don't mind the odd beer on the odd occasion on a nice hot day. Good on you, Huey. Uh, absolutely fantastic to talk to you, uh, to relive those uh, moments 40 years ago. I'm going to have one. Uh, I hope you had a beer yesterday, but you can go and have one to now. Uh, tonight, 40 years ago yesterday, unbelievable scenes at Eden Park, uh, and you won the game for us. Outstanding, mate. Thanks for your time. Been great chatting. Thanks, buddy. Good on you, mate. Cheers. Cheers, man. Alan Houston there, folks. Uh, great Patoni, Wellington, and uh, All Black, of course, with that kick, that magnificent left foot straight between the uprights, arms raised. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic.